In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our text for this morning is the Gospel lesson from John chapter 1. On the Sunday following the baptism of our Lord, it is traditional that we should be in Cana of Galilee at a wedding. But instead, today we are on our way to Galilee, maybe even to Nazareth, out of which nothing good ever came except Jesus. Last year, too, on the second Sunday after Epiphany, we were together in this place, and we weren't in Cana either. But at the Jordan, hearing John say, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And then Jesus calling Andrew and Peter as his first disciples, calling them to come, see the Lamb of God and stay, our homilies theme last year, on this same second Sunday after the Epiphany. And so here we are again, your pastor's off coaching basketball, and Jesus is still at the Jordan, but on his way to Galilee to that wedding at Cana. Andrew and Peter are still there at the Jordan, but now there are others who he is calling to go with him. Philip and Nathaniel, of whom we know very little. Jesus gets it all going, finding Philip there at the Jordan. Philip is better known to us than Nathaniel. This Philip is the apostle, not the evangelist of Acts. This Philip is from Bethsaida, a disciple of John the Baptist, before he was called by Jesus, and he is a friend of Andrew. This Philip is known later on in John's Gospel for his passionate belief in the promises of the Old Testament for a Messiah, and he possessed the heart of a missionary. But sometimes he was a little dense like at the feeding of the 5,000, where he doubted whether Jesus could feed them all with two fish and five loaves, or knowing that if you see Jesus, you see the Father. Poor Philip, we might say, but would we get it any better? Follow me, Jesus says to Philip, and he does more than that. Two words, follow me, and Philip becomes an evangelist. He goes and he gets Nathaniel and he tells him this most remarkable thing. We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Now that's quite a confession to make. But how could Philip get it all right and in some ways all wrong at the same time? For starters, Jesus found Philip, not vice versa. And here's where he's half right. The one that they found is him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote. And yes, he is from Nazareth, but he is the stepson of Joseph. And then compare his confession to that of Nathaniel's a little later on, where Nathaniel says, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph, or Rabbi, son of God, king of Israel, which one is right? Well, aren't both of them right? 
And must we not have both? Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, Son of God. Isn't Jesus both a man from Nazareth, banging nails alongside his stepfather Joseph in the Roman city of Sepphoris, which was just over the hill from Nazareth? And isn't Jesus the Son of God? Soldiers banging nails into his hands and his feet, banging nails into the sign that hung over his cross, written in three languages, the king of the Jews. Isn't this God-man Jesus, Savior, King, Messiah, Christ? Nathaniel does it by it totally at first. He says to Philip, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Now they both knew that Nazareth, where they're from, is a cow town of no consequence at all against the Rome's and the Jerusalem's of that world, of no consequence even when compared to Bethlehem, the place where the Messiah was to be born. But Philip heard Jesus call to Andrew and Peter, and this time, it's not Jesus who says, come and see, but Philip who tells Nathaniel, come and see, and he does. Now Jesus reveals a few cards here. When he sees Nathanael coming to him, he says, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom there is no guile. This Nathanael is not like that Jacob from Genesis, the deceitful one, who tricks his father Isaac to get his brother's Esau's birthright. That Jacob, whose name becomes Israel, whose 12 sons become the foundation for Israel, the chosen people of God. That Jacob, who has that dream of a ladder, planted on the earth, going up into heaven, with angels ascending and descending on the ladder. That Jacob, who declares after that vision, how awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. This Nathanael was known by Jesus, seen by him sitting under a fig tree even before Philip called him. Jesus found Nathanael just as he found Philip, just as he found you, lost sheep of the house of Israel, Jacob's sons and daughters. You see, Philip got it all wrong. We cannot find Jesus. He finds us, sitting under fig trees, because he knows us from the foundation of the world. And we are found by him in a watery grave, a flood of water, where we are joined to his flesh and then we rise up out of that tomb of baptism into a life that knows no end. With Nathaniel, you and I can now confess, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. But wait, Jesus is not yet done with Nathaniel. For after making that confession, 
Jesus has a few more questions of him. He answers Nathanael's confession by saying this, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. Greater things than these. And Jesus now gives something to Nathanael that only the Son of God, only the King of Israel can give. He says to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. The Son of Man, instead of a ladder, heaven on earth in the person of Jesus, Son of God, King of Israel, and all by way of a cross, where heavens are opened and angels ascend and descend upon Jesus' body, broken in death, broken and bloody for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. Later on in John's Gospel, chapter 12 to be exact, this is what Jesus says. Now is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that stood there and heard it said that it had thundered. Others said, an angel has spoken to him. And Jesus answered, this voice has come for your sake, not mine. Now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. And he said this to show by what kind of death he was going to die. Jesus lifted up on a cross in death so that angels could ascend and descend on the dead body of the Son of Man. The same angels ascending and descending now upon Jesus here and now, here on this table prepared for you. Jesus is drawing you to himself, to heaven on earth, to see the angels and the archangels and all the company of heaven ascending and descending upon Jesus here in body broken, in blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. And so come now with Jacob and Nathaniel and Philip and Andrew and Peter, come, see heaven open, and the angels on Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.